Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over the best way to prevent algae in a pool, and I'll go over some tips on preventing it, and I'll also go over some tips on treating it if you weren't able to prevent it. So I'll cover that and more in this podcast. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I'm about to sound a lot like your dentist here, but prevention is the best medicine. The best way to avoid a painful cavity is to prevent it. And the best way to prevent painful time wasted at your poolside is to prevent algae. Now, of course, algae is probably one of the biggest problems that you would run into with your pool. And then for pool service, this is probably the number one call you get. People will see a little bit of algae on the steps or the deep end. They're going to panic and freak out. They'll call you your emergency line. They'll text you. You get over there and there's just a small little streak of algae. But for the homeowner, algae is a big deal. Let me unpack some ways that you can prevent algae. And I think the best way to prevent algae is to have a proactive attitude, knowing that if you fail to do one of these steps, algae could form in the pool. And number one, I think, is something that's often overlooked, and that's having a clean pool filter and a functioning pool filter also. If the filter's getting old and not functioning correctly, or maybe the elements inside of the cartridges or the grids are three or four years old, you may want to consider replacing those. If the sand is really old, you may want to change the sand and the sand filter. All of this will help prevent algae in the pool because the filter is one of the areas where the pool, of course, is being filtered. But it's the first line of defense for algae and a clean functioning filter goes a really long way in preventing algae. I can't tell you how many times I've taken over a pool, a D filter. Maybe there was a couple grids that had cracks in them or holes in them and D was getting back into the pool, diatomaceous earth. And then I would take it apart, replace the grids, clean it, get everything back and working. And this, by the way, I should say this pool had algae and it wasn't holding chlorine. And once I repaired the filter and got everything functioning, I added chlorine to the pool. I treated the algae and the next week it was totally crystal clear. So a pool with algae may you know, one of the biggest factors may be the filter itself. It may not just be the chemical levels or the maintenance, but the filter is a big factor. So keep the filter clean. I like cleaning my filters in March and also in October. That way, at least twice a year, they're clean and ready to go. These are the larger type filters, by the way. The four quad type cartridges are in there. If you have like a single cartridge filter, I call them single bullet filters. You want to be cleaning that cartridge filter, you know, ever every month or whenever the pressure goes up by 10 psi. Same thing with a DE filter. Normally, when it's clean, if it's at 20 psi, when that pressure gauge goes up to 30 psi, you want to either backwash it or take it apart and clean it, and then put fresh DE in. If you have a sand filter, whenever it goes from 20 psi to 30 psi, again that 10 psi, the pressure on the gauge rising, 
You want to backwash that sand filter. And just a little note, you don't want to over backwash the sand filter. So if it goes to like 25 PSI, I wouldn't necessarily backwash it at that point. You may be over backwashing it. I would always wait until it goes up by about 10 PSI. Or if you notice the water quality or flow is struggling, then you may want to backwash it. Because backwashing the sand filter too much can also be counterproductive. Another big element in prevention is also the runtime of the pool. And this is something that we struggle with in the summer here in my area. Customers always want to try to save electricity. There's still a lot of single speed pumps that are out there. And so they're going to be going back to the backyard and shortening the time clock to two hours, three hours a day. This is like for a 20,000 gallon pool. So it's not circulating. Just like any stagnant body of water, if you had a bucket of water and you left it in the sun for a week without any circulation, it's going to get algae and start to turn green. Same thing with a pool that's under circulated. So you want to make sure the runtime is appropriate. You want to err on the side of running the pool too long and not too less. And this is a battle. Again, you might have to fight with your customers to get them to run the pools longer. With a variable speed pump, it's a lot easier because the customer is saving electricity. However, optically, they may think the pool is running too long, even with a VS pump, because the run times are longer. So they may try to even shorten those times down. So be very aware of how often the pool is being circulated or how long the pool is running, I should say, to circulate the water. And also be aware of circulating the pool water during the peak hours of the day. So I would have all the pools running. If you have a pool route, you would have all your pools running from 8 a.m. all the way through till 6 or 7 o'clock at night just to make sure that the pool is circulating at the you know the peak sunlight hours of the day. You could start the pool at 9 or 10 o'clock if you wanted to in the morning, but I definitely would run it all the way into the evening or 5 or 6 o'clock before the sun starts to set because this, these are the peak hours, and as the sun's hitting the pool, the more it's circulating, the more chance, or the less chance, I should say, of it forming algae, having dead spots where there's no circulation. And you want the chemicals to be circulating during the peak hours of the day, the chlorine especially, to be circulating in the pool in the peak hours to prevent any kind of algae from forming. I'm going to make reference to Bob Lowry's formula, and I think it's important in algae prevention that your pool's free chlorine level should be 7.5% of the cyanuric acid level. So if your pool has a cyanuric acid level of 100 parts per million, you're going to need to keep 7.5 parts per million of free chlorine in the pool to prevent algae from forming. That's why in a lot of cases, when you have a pool at high cyanuric acid, if the chlorine level drops to maybe 4 or 3 parts per million, you're going to get algae forming. And there was an urban legend, and this was propagated by a lot of people back in the you know 90s, 2000s, that there's some algae strains in California that were chlorine resistant and no matter how much chlorine you put in the pool, you wouldn't you wouldn't be, be able to stop it from forming. And that's just not true. It wasn't chlorine resistant. It just was the fact that the chlorine wasn't as effective at the higher cyanuric acid levels and you have to keep it at 7.5%. So if you had a if you have a pool with 50 parts per million of cyanuric acid, then you should be perfectly fine at 4 parts per million of free chlorine. And this is a daily number, so you have to keep it at that every day. If you had a pool, I'm going to go back to the 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid to make it simple. If you had a pool with 100 parts per million and you have to keep it at 7.5 parts per million every day to prevent algae, if that were to drop down to, say, 4 parts per million on a Wednesday and then on a Thursday it's down to 2 parts per million, then you're going to start seeing algae form in that pool. And this is why you have to keep it daily at 7.5 to prevent that if you had the cyanuric acid at that level. Now, to make it even more confusing, if you had borates in the pool, at 50 parts per million, 
that formula drops down to 5%. And so if you have cyanuric acid of 100 parts per million, but you have borates in the water at 50 parts per million, you would just need 5 parts per million of free chlorine in that pool. To add borates to the pool is really simple, and I'll touch on the enhancers a little bit later, but you can use boric acid powder. I get mine from dudadiesel.com. You can buy a 45-pound 40, bucket or a 55-pound bucket and add the borates to the pool that way, but I'll touch on that a little bit later. The other contributing factor then of algae is not having the chlorine at the proper level. Of course, you never want to let the pool zero out. That's simply a term we use in the industry for a pool with zero chlorine in it, zero, zero. And according to Bob Lauer, you could even have a negative chlorine level, even if it's at zero. So this is something they have to be aware of. So I can guarantee you that a pool that has a poor functioning filter that's not being run long enough per day and that doesn't have the proper chlorine level, it's going to have algae in it for sure. That's pretty much guaranteed. So if you can prevent those three things, have a filter that's operating correctly and clean, run the pool long enough, and then keep a good free chlorine level in the pool, this is something that's super crucial to preventing algae, then I think you're going to be fine and you're not going to have any problems with algae during the season. One thing that contributes to algae that you may not think about are maybe trees around the pool, some plants and bushes around the pool. If the wind blows certain things in the pool, it could contribute to the algae forming in the pool. And also watch your circulation. There may be some dead spots in your pool. Usually it's a step area. Sometimes it's in a deep end of the pool on the far wall. So maybe readjust the return jets so that the pool is circulating in a better fashion. Sometimes you have eyeballs and you can actually eyeball jet fittings. And you can actually turn those to better circulate the water. And there's all different theories on how the water should be circulating. You know, should it be going in a, you know, clockwise formation towards the skimmer? Should it be shooting the water down or should it be shooting it towards the top or whatever? You'll find out for your pool what works best. And if you have any areas where you feel like it's not really circulating the water, then you want to make adjustments to that and kind of cure the dead spots in the pool because that's one area that algae is likely to form in. So let's say that for whatever reason, maybe you had a pool party and you left the pool in spa mode for a couple of days and then realize it and then you turn it back to pool mode. The pool's been sitting there for two days in the middle of summer without circulating and algae blooms in the pool. Or you forget to add chlorine to the pool, which I've done before out there servicing pools. The customer's talking to me. I get distracted. I get a phone call. I get out of my routine. And then I leave that account and I come back the next week and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to put chlorine in here. And the pool looks like a disaster that happens. It's not something that I can't say won't happen to you on your pool route. But if the chlorine zeroes out or if there's a problem with the circulation or maybe the filter forms a tear in one of the grids, which can happen at any time during the season, you definitely are going to have maybe an algae bloom to fight or algae forming on the wall. So what do you do in a situation when algae is starting to form in the pool? What I like to say is that if you take a lazy approach to it, it's going to be a lot harder to get rid of it and you're going to be battling it. Sometimes people battle algae in their pools all season long or all summer long and they never get to use their pool properly because of that. And I would say if you attack it aggressively, and I mean attack it like aggressively, this is going to solve a lot of problems because algae can be something that you don't even see in the pool. There's something called microalgae, algae that's forming. They can't even see the yellow streaks of it on the wall. And this is really important to realize that if you see any algae in the pool, more than likely there's a good chance that there's microalgae all over the pool where you can't see it. And so if you don't treat the algae aggressively, 
you could have a major bloom and you don't want that to happen. So of course, superchlorinating the pool is one effective way of treating the algae. What I mean by superchlorinating, if the chlorine level, let's say, let's say it's at zero because you forgot to add chlorine, then you want to bring the chlorine level up to 20 to 30 parts per million. This may require you to add two or three gallons of liquid chlorine, maybe two or three pounds of calhypo, depending on your pool size. So you can refer to, you know, the Arenda calculator or the poolcalculator.com. If you want to find those, they're on my website. Just go to swimmingpoollearning.com. You scroll down to the middle of the homepage. You're going to see the pool calculator app and you're going to see the Arenda app. And these will also help you dose the pool or calculate the dosage for the chemicals you're going to add to the pool. So you definitely want to use those so that you have a 20,000 gallon pool. And I'm using the poolcalculator.com app here. Just go ahead and type in your type in the gallons of volume, which is 20,000 gallons. And then you're at zero, and then you want to go to 20 parts per million. And let's say you, you get the chlorine at Home Depot and you're using 10% chlorine, liquid chlorine. It would take four gallons, roughly four gallons, it says here, four to 98 fluid ounces to bring it up to 20 parts per million and 20,000 gallons of water. If I switch that over, let's say Cal Hypo, and let's use the 65%, I think that's pretty common. It would take you, it would take um, 77, five pounds, three ounces, five pounds of Cal Hypo to bring a pool at zero to 20 parts per million. That's 20,000 gallons. So again, attack the pool aggressively with a with a chlorine product of your choice and shock that pool. We call that shocking when you bring the chlorine level up above 10 parts per million. And you want to really attack that aggressively. Now you can use an algicide to also treat the algae along with that. There's various algicides. They all have different side effects and you want to make sure you read the label carefully when you're using it. You can use a copper-based algicide. You can use sodium bromine, which is a chemical that will help destroy the algae. So these are really good to use if you have algae in the pool. You can use the Biodex skillet, which I think is a really good algicide, pretty underrated out there, and it's something that will kill the algae also. Now there's the polyquat algicides, and these are good for preventing algae. They're not necessarily good at treating it, but you can probably use a polyquat algicide to treat algae that's already formed, but they're more for pools that don't have algae at the moment. So any of those products will work. Your local pool store and supplier will have different algicides that you can use to go along with the chlorine. But again, you want to treat it aggressively. If you're at a service account and you see algae on the steps and you simply brush it and you just add the normal chlorine to the pool, chances are when you get back there the following week, you're going to have a pool that's full-blown with algae all over the place because you kind of were lazy about it. So I always say if you see even a little bit of algae, you want to treat it aggressively. You may not want to do the full-blown 20 parts per million if you just see like a little spot on the step, but I wouldn't mind pouring a gallon of liquid chlorine in the pool at that point using a little bit of an algicide if you have it to treat that little algae because again there's algae in the pool that you may not be able to see and this could be a problem the following day or the following week. Now I did mention briefly the borates as a product you can add to the pool so you can keep the free chlorine level a little lower based on a cyanuric acid level of the pool. So borates are one thing that you can add to your pool. I call this an enhancer. You can't find it usually locally at the pool store. Your supplier may carry it. You may have to order online. And I think the boric acid powder is probably the best form of borates you can add to the pool. You can use 20 meal team borax if you wanted to add borates to the pool that way. It's going to raise your pH substantially. So be aware of that. The time you would want to use the 20 meal team borax, if, let's say you have a vinyl pool 
and the pH is like down to six and you want to bring it up quickly, but you also want to add borates to the pool, that's probably pretty effective because when you add the 20 team borax, it's going to raise the pH pretty dramatically and it's going to cure the low pH problem and add borates to the pool at the same time. If you have a pool that's just normal and you're in a normal pH range, then you can use the boric acid powder because it's pretty neutral as far as pH, not going to lower it down or raise it up. They have pre-measured products that manufacturers make. Bio, BioGuard Optimizer is one of them, and that's a boric product that's pre-mixed and is pH neutral. You can add that directly to your skimmer, and I would say if you wanted to do, go that direction, there's nothing wrong with buying the BioGuard Optimizer. I think it's a great borate product to add to the pool. And borates are one enhancer, and there are several other ones. I would say that you can maintain your pool really effectively using a phosphate and enzyme treatment weekly. Phosphates are food for algae, and most pools will have some kind of phosphate problem at one point or another. High phosphates contribute to algae because it's food for the algae. So if you can eliminate one of the food sources of the algae, of course, it's going to make your chlorine much more effective and it'll prevent algae in the pool. Now, phosphate removers are not an algicide. They're not an EPA-registered algicide. They kind of starve the algae. I guess you could look at it that way. But it can be used to treat algae if you wanted to, and I've done that before. I've done some experiments with a phosphate remover when I had algae in the spa. I would pour it directly over the algae, and then the following week would be totally gone. So it has that effect on it, but it's not, again, an EPA-registered algicide. So just be aware of that. There's some members of my group that do green pool cleanups, and they put a whole container of phosphate remover in the pool, and they'll, of course, clean the filter afterwards, and that seems to really help the chlorine destroy the algae because the phosphate remover is removing the food source for the algae and the chlorine is killing it. So kind of like starving the army, that your enemy army out. I think Leningrad was a famous battle in Russia where they surrounded the city and they were starving the Russian army out. So it's a tactic used in the military and so phosphate removers are a good tactic to use against algae. So using a phosphate remover and enzyme weekly is not going to clog up your filter because you're using just a maintenance dose every week. And it's a great way to prevent algae from forming in the pool. It's one of the good preventative methods of, uh, of preventing algae, phosphate, and enzyme treatment. So you have the borates, you have the phosphate and enzyme treatments. You also have things that use a copper-based algicide, like the Remington Solar Sunshock. This is a device you would put in the pool. It has a solar panel on top, and it has a copper anode. And so as the solar panel is getting hit by the sun, the energy going through there will go through these coils and then the copper will be released slowly in the water. Highly effective in treating and preventing algae for sure. And you can buy those at Costco. I believe they're available on Amazon and all over the place. And then you have Polar X, which is just a little capsule that you can put in the pool. It's a plastic shell with an anode in the center and there's minerals in the Polar X, eight ounces for the blue one. And then the black one has uh, 12 ounces of mineral, and you would put these in the pool at the beginning of the season. And since the minerals are, are since the copper is chelated, it's not going to fall out and stay in the pool. And it's a highly effective method of treating algae. The Polar X and the Remington Solar Sunshock use a copper-based algicide, and this is a great way to prevent. I don't think the Remington Solar actually is an algicide. It uses the copper on the anode as it dissolves in the water. But these are great ways to prevent algae in the pool. And I think if you're not using an enhancer, you set yourself up to have an algae problem. And I think the enhancers are a great way to prevent algae from forming in the pool because I call them enhancers because they enhance the chlorine 
that make the chlorine work more effectively. And this is something that, of course, everyone wants to use less chlorine. And using any of the ones I mentioned here will allow you to use less chlorine in the pool and also prevent algae from forming, especially if you make a mistake and forget to add the proper amount of chlorine. When any of these in the pool, the algae doesn't really form as fast and you have a time to get on top of it before any problems. The Pool-Rx can actually be used as an algicide to treat algae that's already in the pool. So I like this product when I have a pool that I'm, I take over where there's algae in there. I'll brush the pool, I'll raise the chlorine level up, and then I'll put a Pool-Rx in the, in the uh, pump basket and run the pool for 8 or 10 hours. And then usually by the next week I get there, all the algae is gone. So that's one of the enhancers that you can actually use to treat the algae that's in the pool. You wouldn't technically be able to do that with borates. You want to add the borates once your pool is clear of algae, and then you can add that. And the phosphate and enzymes can be used to treat algae also, although they are not an EPA-registered algicide. So keep that in mind. So that's kind of how you prevent algae in the pool and how to treat it if you have algae. And I think if you follow these steps, you're going to have a much better season and a much better swim experience, and you're not going to have any problems with algae forming in the pool. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. And if you go to the, on the banner, click on the podcast icon, it'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.